Our first reading from the prophet Jeremiah, the 23rd chapter. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. They say continually to those who despise the word of the Lord, It will be well with you. And to everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart, they say, No disaster will come upon you. For who among them has stood in the counsel of the Lord to see and to hear his word? Or who has paid attention to his word and listened? Behold the storm of the Lord. Wrath has gone forth, a whirling tempest. It will burst upon the head of the wicked. The anger of the Lord will not turn back until he has executed and accomplished the intents of his heart. In the latter days you will understand it clearly. I did not send the prophets, yet they ran. I did not speak to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel, then they would have proclaimed my words to my people, and they would have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their deeds. Am I a God, declares the Lord, who, who is at hand and not a God who is afar off? Can a man hide himself? In secret places so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord. Do I not fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord. I have heard what the prophets have said, who prophesy lies in my name, saying, I've dreamed, I've had a dream. How long shall there be lies in the hearts of the prophets who prophesy lies and who prophesy the deceit of their own heart, who think to make my people forget my name by their dreams, that they tell one another, even as their fathers forgot my name for Baal. Let the prophet who has a dream tell the dream, but let him who has my word speak my word faithfully. What has straw in common with wheat, declares the Lord? Is not my word like a fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. According to St. Luke, the 12th chapter, glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, I came to cast fire on the earth and would that it were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, rather division. For from now on, one house in one house there will be five divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother-in-law, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, when you see the cloud rising in the west, you say at once, a shower is coming and so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be scorching heat, and it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We can... In the name of our Lord Jesus, amen. It's great to see all of you again this evening. Last weekend, last Saturday, I had the opportunity to be with my 
Texas family, and we were celebrating a wonderful birthday for my mother-in-law, who is, uh, was celebrating her 90th birthday. And we met at their little church, and there were probably 150 people there. It's a very large family, a lot of friends. And the reason I mention all of this, though, is it, it ties into our lessons that we just heard a moment ago. Because the larger your family is, the more you're going to see unfortunate divisions uh, within your family. Uh, because we're all human beings, and this is one of the things the Bible teaches us over and over again, that some believe and some don't believe. Uh, there will be divisions and difficulties within families, divisions and difficulties within the church itself. In fact, when you read the letters of the New Testament and look at most of the things that Jesus taught and what he was really addressing were divisions and disagreements and false interpretations of the Bible and, and false faith and so on. Tonight we're going to zero in on a prophet, Jeremiah, who faced a very divided people of Israel. In fact, Jeremiah probably ranks as uh, one of the most discouraged of all prophets. Or maybe to say it in another way, if you were to measure somebody's ministry and its effectiveness, which you shouldn't do really, but if you were to do it just based on the number of converts... Uh, the number of people who believe what you taught, <laughs> Jeremiah would rank way, way, way down at the bottom. And this was a heartbreak for him. He wept over this, that the people wouldn't listen to what he had to say. Jeremiah was living at a difficult time in Israel. In fact, really, honestly, if you read the Old Testament and the books of uh, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings. Uh, you look at all the kings of Israel. There were hardly any of them that were good. And with the problem of bad kings and bad prophets, uh, Israel just lived out this steadily decline and falling away from the Lord until there was only a remnant of true believers left. Jeremiah's father. Uh, was an assistant uh, as high priest to one of the good kings of Israel, Josiah. And Josiah and the father of Jeremiah really brought a lot of good reforms uh, to Israel. Uh, they, they booted out the prophets of Baal. They tore down uh, the altars to Molech and all of the other abominable things that, that had come into Israel at that time. Uh, but now, as Jeremiah's grown up and he's serving the Lord, Israel's right back to where it was again. And uh, maybe you could say in a little bit different way, they weren't so much worshiping the Baals, um, but they had a lot of prophets within their own midst that were teaching things that were very wrong. Well, what, what were they teaching? First of all, these are not like the prophets of Baal. These are not prophets from other nations or from other religions. What makes these prophets worse, really, is that they claim to be the true prophets of the Lord. And they claim to be prophesying in His name. But they were not. And Jeremiah, as we heard in that lesson from chapter 23, identifies three things 
that these prophets were doing. First of all, they despised the word of the Lord and they followed rather their own dreams and their own ideas that came from within their own hearts and their own minds. Yet all along they claimed that their dreams and their ideas were the words of the Lord. Secondly, they promoted immorality within Israel. And they taught the people that, you know, even though you're sinning against the commandments, don't worry about it, everything's going to be okay. Uh, As a result, Jeremiah says that Jerusalem had become like Sodom and Gomorrah. Thirdly, they vigorously denied that any disaster would come from all of this. And if you read other chapters in the book of Jeremiah, you'll also notice they viciously attacked him, both verbally and even physically. Jeremiah said, I have become a laughing stock, and everyone mocks me. So how does this problem that occurred many centuries ago relate to us today? Well, I think you can listen to this and say, I hear some some familiar things. Because we see in our own day similar problems arising. In our intro this morning, or this evening, we sang uh, from Psalm 55. And and there David talks about his own friend uh, who had now come against him. And, And now there was this division between these two friends. And that division had to do with their their faith or their lack of faith in God. The divisions uh, are are there in the Bible and they're throughout all of the history in the world and even to this day. Divisions caused by sin, those who have been sold to sin or are in the process of doing so, and those who are sorry for their sins and are seeking the forgiveness that only God provides for them. And you would think that maybe there could still be some sort of peace between these two groups. Some of you may have seen perhaps the coexist bumper sticker and the idea that somehow all of these religions should just always be able to get along with each other. But that's not going to happen. It didn't happen in the Bible and it won't happen today either. Uh, All of those groups will get along except with one. And that's the group represented by the cross of Christ. Unrighteousness cannot tolerate righteousness, and its very existence is a reminder to them of their evil. And any organization or any family that tries to hold fast to the Word of God will find sooner or later it'll be infiltrated. And even from the inside, there will be those who, as Jeremiah says, try to make my people forget my name. It has happened in churches, youth organizations, businesses, and schools. And in every case, it would have been possible to start a new church with a different vision of morality. It would have been possible to start a new youth ministry with a different interpretation of the Word of God. It would have been possible to start a new school that teaches things that they want taught according to their, quote, dreams and ideas, again, using the words of Jeremiah. But that's never enough. Never enough. They have to draw all into their realm. And this is what Paul was speaking about in 2 Timothy 4, verse 3. For the time will come 
when they will not endure sound doctrine. They won't endure it. There's no coexistence with sound doctrine. They cannot allow it to exist. Now, this isn't just a temptation uh, for hypocrites within the church and false prophets within the church. It's a temptation for all of us. And I want to begin with myself. Jeremiah talks about, when you look at the beginning of Jeremiah chapter 23, he talks about shepherds who scatter the flock of God. And I have to ask myself, am am I ever doing that? I'm one who stands before you and says, this is what the Lord says. Am I saying what the Lord says or am I relying on my own ideas? I have to think about that carefully and I have to examine myself as Paul tells us to do. It's also a very big temptation to me to be like those false prophets in Jeremiah 23 who were soft-pedaling the law of God and afraid to really confront people with the truth about their sinful lifestyles and their false beliefs. It's so much easier to say things that make people happy and comfortable rather than to say things that cause them to walk out of church or call you later in the week angrily about something you said in the sermon. There, too, I have to check myself, and I have to ask God to help me be faithful and strong and to endure all kinds of things, temptations, troubles of all sorts. Now, you all are shepherds in your own way with a circle of family or a circle of friends, And God has, in his way, called you to the same duties, to speak faithfully in his name to them, to tell people things that they don't always want to hear. Again, for you, just like for me, it's tempting to just be quiet, tempting to seek family peace rather than preaching the peace that passes understanding in Christ and yet often divides families and divides the people of the earth. Do you think Jesus said that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, rather division. All of this is, of course, very sad and very discouraging, and it was sad for Jeremiah. But Jeremiah also knew there was hope, and we need to know about that hope as well. Jeremiah said that we have the Word of God. A fire, he calls it. Jeremiah also was told by God, I'm not far away. I'm close at hand. And I'm with you and I will help you and you never have to be discouraged. Jesus said he was concerned about this baptism that he had to be baptized with. He was talking about the crucifixion and the resurrection. The greatest miracle of all that would heal all of the divisions in this world caused by sin. He's close to us, born of the Virgin Mary. He spoke to us as a brother. And in his holiness, in his love, in his grace and forgiveness, he ultimately backed up all of those words with his actions, with his obedience to God, and with his laying down of his perfect life or our imperfect lives. This is exactly what Jeremiah was referring to when, as God's mouthpiece, he said, I am a God close at hand, and my word is like a fire and a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. Jesus came to bring division, yes, 
but that has to be understood in a bigger picture. It is a division ultimately and primarily caused by sin. If there were no sin, there would be no division. Everyone would flock to Jesus and love him and believe in him. So when Jesus comes into the picture, he's really exposing the division between people and God that's already there. But even as he comes and exposes the divisions, he is also the one who brings the cure. St. John says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And goes on to say that his words, all the things that he said and did were written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you might have life in his name. This is the hammer that breaks down the power of sin that can create so many divisions in our lives. So when I wonder sometimes, am I preaching truthfully? The answer to that question is, go to the Word of God and seek understanding from that Word. That's how you can be a true prophet for the Lord. The same applies to you in your lives as well. At other times when I might question myself because someone is rejecting what I am saying, again, I go to the Word of God. I go to that Word of God for consolation, and I go to that Word of God for wisdom to help me be patient and tenacious and enduring like Jeremiah was, and to keep preaching that Word of God, maybe finding better ways to say it, but never ever giving up. It is that Word of God, that fire, that cures the ills of this world that we have. And that is indeed our hope. Someone may say, but Pastor, you know, sometimes I've done all the things that you've said to do, and yet still there are people in my family who don't follow Christ. And it just grieves me to no end. What response do I have? Or what response does the Bible have for that very issue? I told you at the beginning that Jeremiah ranks as uh, one of the greatest preachers who had the least number of converts. But there was one that uh, certainly was even worse than that. There was a man in the Bible who was referred to by St. Peter as a preacher of righteousness. A man who preached for over 120 years, and other than his own family, there were no converts to any of his preaching. That man was Noah. And yet, Noah was faithful to the end. And even though he didn't see with his own eyes the outcome of his preaching of righteousness and his faithfulness to God's promises, even though he didn't see that with his own eyes on earth, it still came about. It still happened. And that's also our encouragement, that even beyond our graves, the life that we have lived, the confession of faith that we have given, still carries weight and still helps people. It still heals divisions. Maybe not always in our family, but maybe in somebody else's family. Maybe not always in our church, but maybe in somebody else's church. That's God's promise. He is a God close to us. He is a God who speaks a fiery, powerful word. We hold to both of those promises when we see 
the problems of divisions and difficulties in this world and in our own individual lives. This is what pulls us through. In Jesus' name, amen.